Welcome to Paid in Puke, a podcast where three women with names discuss movies about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Annie Malone, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. Welcome to Paid in Puke, it's the 2022 Oscars special. I'm Jessica Baxter. I'm Christina Barr. And joining us today is a very special guest, Denise Rodriguez. Hi. It's the 94th Annual Academy Awards, and it will be recorded at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood on Sunday, March 27th, and televised live on ABC. And there will be three hosts, but not together, I found out today. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes are going to be each hosting a third. Weird. I find that very mm. strange. It's quoted as a strategy to lure a broader audience. Mm. Oh, yeah, they're... Yeah. they're yeah. Nobody watches well, the Oscars. I just have to accept it. I, I watch. watch it. I know. Like, that's the thing. Is like the only people who watch the Oscars are the people who are going to watch the Oscars no matter what, you know? Yeah. Right. We're, we're going to watch, but it's not because of these three hosts, right? Yeah. Right. Anybody who's watching it was already going to watch. I think they just have to accept that it's not something you're going to get people to, you know, like the year that it was James Franco and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And I must say, you look so beautiful and so hip. Oh, thank you, James. Yeah. You look very appealing to a younger demographic thank as well. You. That was also to lure a younger audience, and it, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the last time they had multiple hosts, actually. That was 2011. They, you have been talking with us about Oscar movies for quite some time. I know that you're always really into the Oscars and Oscar season and seeing all the movies. How long have you been doing that? I am not sure. Um, a friend and I went to an Oscars party many years ago and realized that we were terrible people because we were shushing people at a party <laughs> because we wanted to hear the speeches and hear who the winners are. And we were like, oh my God, we can't hear. And so we vowed that we would forever just watch the Oscars, just us, so that <laughs> nobody would be talking during things. And that's kind of when this started for me of like, okay, I'm going to try and see all the movies because... I like winning, and when we have our Oscars pool of like predicting who's going to win, it helps if you've seen the movies. So I think we just talked about this recently. Um, hi, Stephanie. <laughs> and I think we figured out it's been like 15 years. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And some years I don't see all the movies, but this year I'm going to get it. <laughs> you know, wow. That's awesome. Nice. We don't see all the movies, yeah. actually. We <laughs> <laughs> do try, but like, I don't put a lot of money into it, and there are movies that I'm like, yeah, whatever. I know I probably wouldn't like it anyway. Like anytime Aaron Sorkin throws something out there, <laughs> yeah, still need to see it to know it's probably not yeah. a thing. <laughs> I used to see all the movies for sure before kids, and then you know there used to be only five movies. <laughs> for that too. So, I mean, there's yeah. other categories and stuff. Well, too, I mean, but... yeah. For I would try to see all the Best Picture nominees back in the day, and then I stopped. I have a no FOMO thing, so I'm like, right. but, I just can't see everything. Yeah, there's so much so it's much content, so little time. Yeah, and now there's like 10 nominees in that category, and I have not seen most of these. I, just full disclosure. Yeah, it's a lot, but like, you 
know, it's kind of a weird time of year. It's like after the holidays and it's rainy and dark. So this is something to do. Yeah. It's like a new holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been like lots of time. Of course, this is the second pandemic Oscar year. And last year, they really didn't make it easy to see a lot of movies. Like, I remember there were were movies that you could see for free for a little while, but then you couldn't, like, Judas and the Black Messiah was one. There was one you couldn't see it at all. Yeah. And it was right near Oscar. I know. Great job, guys. (laughs) So they did a better job with that this year. Yeah. But it didn't work because I still barely saw it. Yeah. (laughs) It's... I was like, okay, I'm going to watch something for the Oscars. And I was going to watch Power of the Dog. And then fucking Jane Campion had to insult (laughs) Venus and Serena. So I'm like, all right, I'm not watching it. And Venus and Serena, what an honor to be in the room with you. (laughs) I've taken up tennis. (laughs) I truly have. And Will, if you want to come over and give me lessons. (laughs) I would truly love it. And, and, you know, Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys. <laughs> like, I have to. And then oh, I was yeah. also, like, recovering from daylight savings time. I just went to bed really early. But, yeah. But I was yeah. going to watch... Something. You almost watched Howard the Duck. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. People tune in to pay a few gets well, dirty. Know, it's <laughs> the reason I did it was Jane Campion, yes. like, made that, you know, yeah, that was totally. some peak white feminism. Yeah. Like, Can we talk about that? It really yeah. was. Yeah. 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 Let's talk, talk about, about it. Right it. Let's just talk about I it. I kind of <laughs> wanted to watch it eventually, but then I heard that, like, one of the characters, maybe it's Benedict Cumberbatch. He's, like, cruel, but he's, like, mm. I don't know. I'm just like, I do not want to watch somebody be cruel to someone. You know, I I don't know. I was like, I need to be in the right mood to watch this. And everybody said it's so good. That kind of put me over the edge, too. I'm like, never mind. I don't need to see it. (laughs) This was one of those movies that I was dreading. And I mean, I might see most of the Oscars movies, but usually um, there's movies that I would never go see if it wasn't nominated for Oscar. So this was like, okay, I'm going to watch this one. And I was worried about that cruelty factor. I thought it would be triggering. Like if you have that in your background yeah. or a victim mm-hmm. of bullying it could be hard to watch so I yeah. did the thing where I read the whole plot ahead of time to sort of screen it and then decided I could live with it mm-hmm. and then I was glad I did because as you're watching the movie there's all these signs you would not pick up on if you did not already know what was going to happen at the end so I had to watch it in two nights not just because it was long which is definitely one reason why I often watch movies over two nights but because it was like a lot to take. He's just such a raging asshole to everyone and the people he's an asshole to are all really nice like his brother is kind of the one who pushes back the most and even him Jesse Clemens even he is like well you know explain to him why he should be a little more tolerant and Benedict Cumberbatch is just like throwing the double birds basically. 25 years ago where were you Georgie boy? With you? I'll tell you. Chubby know nothing too dumb to get through college. People helped you, fat so. One person in particular taught you and me ranching so we damn well succeeded. Bronco Henry. Mm. And then is, isn't he really mean to the kid or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, his like focus of his meanness is kind of on the kid and the kid's mom. They're sort of bearing the brunt of it. Yeah. And then the son ma- the might be gay or he... The son's definitely gay. Yeah. Yes. He might be on the spectrum. I don't know. He's a really mm-hmm. quiet artistic type and he's the one who makes these paper flowers for the table and that's what... Benedict Cumberbatch made fun of it first. Like, as soon as he got there, he was assuming that Kirsten Dunst made them, but it was actually her son. And 
she's a widow, I think, is that right? Or... Yeah, I got the impression she was a widow. Yeah. I also got the impression that the kid is not 18, that the kid is... He's a little older? He's like, no, that he's a kid. Oh, really? Did you get that impression? No, I thought he was older and but like couldn't yeah. leave home because he's on the spectrum a little bit. Oh, maybe, because they did talk about him going off to college, so I yeah. thought, okay. Because that, for me, brought up Benedict Cumberbatch as saying, I was about the same age as you when... Whatever, what was his name? Bronco, Bronco Bill. Bronco Henry. Bronco Henry. Bronco. Bronco. Bronco Henry. Showed me the, the, yeah, Bronco Henry showed me the ropes of like how to be a cowboy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so was he a child victim? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there was like one thing right. if this was a cycle. That's an interesting question. And it would make all the difference, wouldn't it? Of like mm -hmm. how old that kid is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. But the movie is like beautifully shot. I mean, definitely has like an Oscar mood. When you watch this movie, you're like, this is an Oscar winner. Like, yeah. yeah. And I really could watch Kirsten Dunst just frown at the screen for an hour. <laughs> I saw a clip where she's teaching Jesse Plemons to dance and it's on top of a mountain or something. Don't think. One, two, three, to the side. One, two, three, and back. One, two, three. I told you I'd teach you. Oh, like, yeah. oh wow, that looks like a Oscar-y scene. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed to be yeah. Montana, but it's actually New Zealand. New Zealand is gorgeous. Right. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Montana's so beautiful. <laughs> and Burgess is like, that's New Zealand. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Montana or Mordor. Yeah. It's so versatile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought her performance in that was stellar. Probably like her best work ever. And um, it's a shame that she was not nominated. Um, I thought she should be. Was she not? I thought she was. Oh, I was thought she? she was. Oh, she was. <laughs> no, she I, was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was okay. I don't think she's going to win. No. But she, she was nominated. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. In supporting. I was thinking leading, but yeah. I really like her in Fargo season two. That's my personal favorite, but then I also always really loved her. I mean, I fell in love with her in Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> Just watch that. Yeah. I watch that a lot. She's something special. She's great. She's great in everything. I mean, I love her in Dick. I mean, I've never not liked her in something. And she's very versatile. All the movies yeah. we just mentioned are so completely different from one mm -hmm. another, and she can yeah. do it all. But I think, to go back to your original point, <laughs> I feel like now this best picture thing is kind of blown wide open because right. I, I think she really shot changes. herself in the foot doing that. Yep. Yeah, she really she did. did. She set herself apart. When is the voting done? You were Googling yeah, that we, earlier. We Googled yeah. it and it starts March 17th and it only runs through the 22nd. Okay. But it's Thursday. So that just happened on Sunday. Yeah. And, right? Sunday. And then the voting starts Thursday. So I feel like that's going to be fresh in people's minds. Like you said, peak white <laughs> feminism. feminism. Yeah. yeah. Or she could win and she'll definitely make it a part of her speech or something like that. Mm. Like to apologize. Because the Oscar voters aren't really known for being all that woke so it's like maybe, yeah. they, maybe they weren't bothered yeah maybe they weren't bothered are we talking like for best director well any of it really she, she, she up again she's up again it's, like, it's, a, it's a lot of people feel like a real Ugh. big deal this year yeah just well so maybe it will be ryusuke hamaguchi drive my car because everybody else is Spielberg, Brana, P.T. Anderson. Can you really give Spielberg another fucking Oscar? I know. Okay. I feel like he can. <laughs> I don't know. When's the last time he got an Oscar? Like Schindler's List? Okay. Probably. I feel like it's been a long time. I don't know. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I hated it. 
I didn't. I didn't story. see it. Yes. Do you like OG West Side Story? Turns out, I have never seen OG West Side Story, oh. and I didn't realize it because living in this country, it's like, of course I've seen it, like at some point in my life. <laughs> right. But then it's I was like, like, oh, I, I don't actually think that I have, but yeah. I didn't like it. I thought the leads had no chemistry. Even the dance numbers weren't. And I'm like a dancer. If anything could have saved it, it would have been the dance numbers, and that didn't really work for me. And anyway, I didn't like it. Yes, I don't want to go is- that sort of problem. Oh, he's a actor problem. in the making. He's a problem. Yeah. He's already at his tender young age. He's already been accused of so much abuse. He's bad news for yeah. sure. Wait, which guy? Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So like, as much as I didn't like West Side Story, the only good thing about it, in my opinion, was Ariana DeBose. We're back where you came from. You think I want to stay here, in a city full of ugly little animals like you? No, gracias. Yo no soy americana. Yo soy puertorriqueña. She was really good. She's been she winning to too. Win. Like I think she got the SAG award for that. I think she's gotten everything. And probably yeah, Golden Globe, the musical or comedy. So I, I feel like she would completely deserve that win. She was really good, but I don't know. I like Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now Ariana DeBose is the biggest favorite but jane campion was the biggest favorite we'll see <laughs> we'll see i mean i feel like it could be looking at i don't know i feel like i was gonna say it could be anyone but i don't think it'll be pt anderson no um, or probably not kenneth Mon- yeah i don't know i guess when i say it could be anyone if it's not jane campion i think it'll either be steven spielberg or the drive my car I think if it were Belfast or Drive My Car, I thought Belfast was really good. Yeah. I liked what Kenneth Branagh did. The film was good, well done. I don't think Licorice Pizza or West Side Story are contenders, in my opinion, for directing. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Your opinion. I don't like Kenneth Branagh as a director generally, and I haven't seen Belfast yet. It is on my list. I will watch it, I think, because of the cast and just being about Ireland. Like, I'm kind of a movie about Ireland completist. <laughs> and it's like a tight 90, right? It's definitely one of the it's really cool because it's shown from the perspective of a kid so visually you're at kid height for mm-hmm. most of the scenes it's just a very different telling of the story than if it were being told from a, an adult perspective I like and you that. really can get you get in there i thought that was really good that was another person who was robbed in my opinion and i can't remember her name the mom. Wait. Judy Dench? No, she's or... the grandma, and she oh. is good. They had, like, a backlash, I think it was maybe, like, a month ago. We want to make it more interesting. We're going to cut these awards that aren't as, like, yeah. popular from the show. And all these Academy members were like, we all work in film. How yeah. could you not make editor a part of the show? Right. Or, you know. And that's also, it's, like, not a thing. People aren't going to be like, okay, well, now that they're not going to give the award for editing, now I'm going to watch the Oscars. Like, that's oh, yeah. Not- yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like they're just trying to make it shorter. So, you know, it's like, well, if we make it a half hour shorter, I'm like, you know what? But you can make the Oscars seven hours. I would still watch it because <laughs> right. I'm going to like post up on the couch, watch the entire red carpet, everything, watch the whole red carpet. <laughs> I'm going to watch the after show. Right. Yeah. It's shortening it. It's like you're you're ruining it for the people who do want to watch it in order to appeal to people who aren't going to watch it anyway. It's dumb. Right. And yeah. I didn't think it was to shorten it. I think it was like they're going to do other... Yeah, they said they were going to fill it in with song and dance numbers yeah. or whatever, like yeah. other stuff, yeah. sketches, yeah. probably yeah. terrible yeah. sketches yeah. that are yeah. awful. If it means more screen time for Amy Schumer, that's not good. Sorry, guys. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone who's probably like, yeah. she's not good. Well, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro 
came out and said, this is a horrible idea and I don't support it. Steven Spielberg, there's been quite a few of the Best Director nominees and like people who weren't paying attention to in Hollywood who've come out and said like, this is terrible (laughs) and we hate this idea. But the Academy's like, yeah, we're still doing it. Or I don't know, maybe it's NBC. Well, it's the network. It's NBC actually is the one who I mean, they kind of, I don't know if they would ever do this, but they're like, we're not going to do it if you don't concede to our demands. Like, we're going to not air the Oscars. I don't fucking believe you, but they did not call their bluff. They should go rogue, man. It's a live show, you know? They should just, like, give the fucking editing away. Right? Like, it's like, it's going to do a bad thing. One of my all-time favorite... One of my all-time favorite speeches was the costume designer for Mad Max. It was an incredible experience, but I just want to say one quite serious thing, and I've been thinking about this a lot, but actually, it could be horribly prophetic, Mad Max, if we're not kinder to each other, and if we don't stop polluting our atmosphere. So, you know, it could happen. There was a documentary about girls' education. It was a short, it was a documentary short, so one of the categories. And the Oscar goes to Period. End of sentence. (laughs) I share this with teachers and with students around the world. A period should end a sentence, not a girl's education. Oh, I gotta remember that. It's like, how are you gonna cut these things? I mean, they say we're still gonna have them get the award and do their speech, but it's like recorded earlier, yeah, right. but somehow to a full audience when none of the A-listers have even walked the red carpet yet, so I don't know. This I mean, they already dumb. do something like that. The yeah. technical awards yeah. they get hosted by some B-lister and they show little clips from it. Like, it's usually someone who's like kind of a big deal, but like not that big. She's the brilliant and quirky star of six days and seven nights, which is how long the show is going to run if I say what I really want to say about this beard on my face. Ladies and gentlemen, a wonderful young actress, Miss Anne Heche. Do you want to know the truth? (laughs) Because I'm going to tell it. This is phase two of the 71st Academy Awards. Phase one took place last month at a jam-packed celebration of the movie's scientific and technical awards. I had the pleasant challenge of presenting 36, count them, 36 plaques and one Oscar to the inventors, engineers, and technicians who make the making of movies easier and safer. Yeah, I think B is the correct letter grade. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, I'm mad about it. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. I don't agree. Hopefully they won't do that next year because they'll see that the numbers didn't change at all. They'll be like, all right, we'll get back to the well. We've got a couple more categories. (laughs) It's just best picture. Let's have five hosts. <laughs> 20 best pictures, and then that's the whole award show. Eleven song and dance numbers. <laughs> I do love the song Just give birth. I like it, you know. Or I like the montages. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the clips montage. I like, I like when they perform the songs. Cool. Oh, yeah. I like when the nominees have like their Oscar clip of them in the role, and mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of stopped doing that. They stopped doing it for the smaller awards. Like they'll do it for, I think, the top four acting awards now only. Do they do it for and Best Picture? I think so. Yeah. Best Picture usually each picture gets a little vignette throughout. Yeah. The show. Oh yeah. Like, someone like comes throughout in, the thing. Introduces yeah. it. Yeah. Here are the songs. Because <laughs> I was a little excited about that, I think. 
Oh, I'm mad because there's one song that's from a movie that's not nominated for like anything else. Oh, weird. So it's adding another movie to my list that I have oh, to watch gosh, just for the song. To, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I don't think you have to watch. You can just listen to the song. Have to, but yeah. What's the movie? Four Good Days. And that song is Somehow You Do. And I, I don't know much about this I don't know it either. And also, sometimes I'm a little silly because, like, we all know No Time to Die is going to win. I feel like that is. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Beyonce is nominated for a movie, a song from True. King Richard. Which was uh, good. Yeah. That was really good. It's a pretty tight competition. Billie Eilish for No Time to Die. Lin-Manuel Miranda for Dos or I'm sorry, how do you say that? Dos Orgoritas? From Encanto. <laughs> Van Morrison for Down to Joy for Belfast and Diane Warren for Somehow You Do. For Diane Frank Warren. Well, she's a I mean, she's Diane Warren. Warren. She's a head of yeah, That's true. I really like the year that Elliot Smith performed at the Oscars. <laughs> it's oh, funny because he hated it. It's so long <laughs> yeah. The torn in half and a lot and nothing to do. Do you miss me? Miss misery like you say you do I know you'd rather see me gone than to see me the way that I am when I am in the life anyway. All the other best songs were like so Hollywoody, and then yeah. it was just this guy with his guitar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like there was no way in fucking hell that he would let it. I mean, he was probably gonna play like, the best song though. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. I feel bad because like that that horrible movie made me so God, sick of Elliot Smith for a long time. Now <laughs> oh, I'm back to love. I mean, it took me many it's years to the, be like. It's not his fault. Oh no! I never hated him, but I was just like, I can't hear these songs anymore. Specifically, the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack because I worked in the coffee shop oh. and oh. they played that soundtrack on a loop. Oh yikes! Miss Sorry. Misery. Yeah, like every time I was working, and it was the manager just had it on, and no one had access to the CD changer oh. except for the manager. <laughs> And it was just. Yeah, I saw him at the showbox. I feel like this thing that you said about how nobody had keys to change yeah. the music. I'm like, God, that is so like this typical sort of retail life. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> only the manager can control the music, but we're all here suffering listening to this yeah. like whatever thing that we hate at work. The manager came in in the morning and turned it on, and it was in a locked cabinet. And then the person who closed could turn it off. Oh. And I was working like the day shift. <laughs> like listening to bad music while you work. Or even just the same good music over and yeah. over again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> I used to work at the Tower Books in Tacoma. We could play whatever. Well, there was like limits to what we were allowed to play. But when they, they made me take home the Priscilla Queen of the Desert soundtrack, because I just played it constantly. <laughs> We're all sick of this. Take it home with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Like, that was the thing you could play soundtracks. Yeah. And generally, I love soundtracks. Yeah. Well, that was the early age of yeah. soundtracks, like the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't do soundtracks like they used to, for sure. Mm -mm. Not as often. They do every once in a while. Every once in a great while. <laughs> right. But like, it's not. Spider-Man like, Into like the Spider-Verse was really yeah. good. And the Promising Woman soundtrack is really good. Yeah, that does have a good soundtrack. Uh, Birds of Prey is another one I really liked recently. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. I love that one. It felt like every six months there'd be a bagging soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, it used to be a thing that you would buy this 
soundtrack to a movie. Um, uh, speaking of soundtracks, <laughs> what about musical scores? Because oh, yeah. Johnny Greenwood, I think, did two of the scores that are nominated. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He has good odds of winning. He does. Or <laughs> um, is he going to be against himself? Original score? Yeah. Because he did Parrot Dog, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, what is the other one that he did? It has to be either like Parallel Mothers or Don't Look Up. Oh, look, he did Licorice Pizza, Spencer, Power oh. the Dog. Whoa. Oh, he's yeah, not he's nominated like, for those, though. No, but anyway, he's doing scores now. Wow. There's a little rock connection to the scores. Yeah. If you really want to get nerdy... <laughs> On King FM, I don't know if they do this anymore, but they have a show on Sundays where they play music scores from movies. Look. And leading up to the Oscars, they do the Oscar-nominated scores. So, like, oh. you can listen to them. That's cool. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I think the Dune score was very dramatic and fit. I really liked it. That. I love that movie. <laughs> and I did notice the power of the dog. Burgess didn't like the score on that. He was like, I knew immediately it was Johnny Greenwood, and I was like, all right, I get it, Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> from Radiohead. No. <laughs> no, I feel like I guess I understand why you wouldn't like it. I loved his score for Phantom Thread. He did, he did the score for Phantom Thread, which was yeah. a movie I really enjoyed. What was that, like four years ago? Or yeah. Four years ago. Anyway, that was a really great one. If you haven't seen it, see it. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh. He just is so actory. He's such an actory actor. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a lot. I wish that he would dial back a little bit, because I feel like he wasn't always like that. He used to be more restrained. That's happened to a lot of actors. And mm -hmm. no one stops them because they're like, you're so good. They keep throwing awards at them. Right. And so then they just go bigger and bigger. They're just like enablers. Yeah. <laughs> Did he retire from that acting? Was that was or he said, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I wondered if he was going to stick to that or if they would pull him back in somehow. I wonder if he tried doing it in a less <laughs> exhausting way if he would Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to live as your character for six months. Do you know that? Has anyone told you that? <laughs> <laughs> Take showers. It's okay. Right. Go have to lunch with Arpats. Oh my gosh. I would love Arpats to start being like a Hollywood mentor. This is what a movie star should be like. Super cool, chill. Not an exhausting person. I barely remember what this movie is. <laughs> I knew what lines and I showed up and I yes. did what they told like me to do. They, sometimes I was insisting about it. When they told him to work out, he's like, of course I will. No. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love that. And you know what? I love what? so much. I don't think he ever made this point, but Michael Keaton didn't work out for his Batman role either. And who started that? Who I decided that, that you have to get like weirdly so beat? much too. It's like it's a different kind of eating disorder that is celebrated. That someone gets super crazy jacked for something. Mm -hmm. and it's just like, I actually feel super bad for Camille Nanjiani because I feel like that's going to hit him hard. I feel like I'm getting, like, the flat... Oh, weird. <laughs> weird. I wonder what's different about him and all the other people yeah. that did it for, like, Marvel movies. That, right. Like, he got so much uh, blowback. I didn't know he got blowback for it. He still works out, right? Or yeah. he's still really into it, right? He's or... still really into it. Now he's, like, kind of addicted to working out, which I'm... And steroids, probably. I just don't like this in general, like an actor or actress changing their weight for a film and... 
I mean, that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, as if there's not like drugs involved. You know, like Renee Zellweger putting on 20 pounds to be Bridget Jones. And then it's like, oh, how did she get so skinny five minutes later? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's yeah. Don't worry. It's just like healthy diet and exercise. I'm sure. Or also like a really fun. I know. I'm sorry. I'm Eating like a normal person thing. for like right. two weeks. And then now right. she's like a size 10. Right. But they act exactly. like she's like, yeah. And, and then also that part too. Like Charlize mm-hmm. Theron. Like, oh, I had to wake myself up and make myself eat Big Macs in the middle of the night to put on weight for this movie. Because, you know, fat people, they just are constantly eating junk right. and all the time. <laughs> That's the only way you can put on weight. So, <laughs> so it's okay to judge them. Yeah, and then yeah. you have actors like Christian Bale that is known for that and constantly rewarded for he it. He full on right. has an eating disorder. He does. <laughs> it always bothers me too with men when it's like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. Like, oh, look, he gets so skinny for this movie. It's like, yeah, you see starving women on film all the time, but it's just normalized. He's drastically underweight because he's under eating and all fucked up for this movie. How unusual. Right. <laughs> Give him an award. You've never seen something Give like that. Yeah. What a sacrifice. Yeah. Commend him for this unusual sacrifice that right. no one has ever had to do. Woo! Yeah, right. I feel like that's a whole that other a whole special other thing. Let's see what else. Right. Oh, here's oh, some okay. fun. I feel like we're so disorganized. This is <laughs> kind of a hot mess, but that's okay. It's fun. Hopefully, we'll uh, just get everything out and then we'll go. We'll do the big cat. Just say it's yes. organic. It is. Yeah. Maybe we'll do what Ryan does with his Oscar special and X rated and just like not edit it at all. <laughs> just dump it out there and good luck, everybody. <laughs> I don't know. We'll May the first be with you. I hope they're listening. I'm not going to say which one of you I love more. Oh! Because I, like, <laughs> I don't know if I... Well, gosh, maybe I do love one more than the other. Oh, my I God, I love them both so much. It's like, it's like saying infinity plus one. It is like that. Uh, let's see. There's some fun presenters. Okay. Lady Gaga. I hope she does her accent. So we crowd. Oh, I hope she like almost bones Bradley Cooper again just for fun. Oh yeah, that was really <laughs> fun to watch. Anymore, I think yeah. that was all him being like, I think that she broke his heart and good. I'm not like feeling bad for him, but I really do have a theory. Okay. She got divorced and he was like, oh, it's a sign. I need to leave my wife so that we can be together. And she was like, uh, Bradley, that's not what I was doing. <laughs> I really do think that's what happened. Like, have you seen really- like Rich Pizza? No, I was going to the day and it's like, I just, I, you know, (laughs) not my favorite of the bunch, but Bradley Cooper is the best thing in the movie. He's in two scenes and they are the best things ever. Oh, it's I, ridiculous. I was kind of expecting yeah, he would get nominated. Totally. Did you see it? I didn't see it, but he got nominated <laughs> for other stuff from it. But wow, two scenes? Yeah, he's That's... in two scenes. The whole movie is just kind of like... He plays a real person, right? Um, right? I don't know if that's a real person. I think it is. I John it's... Peters, right? Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. 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 Yeah, like sands. Like the ocean. Like Barbara Streisand? Sand. No, like stray sand. Sand. Stray sand. Stray sand. Barbara stray sand. Barbara stray sand. Oh, okay. So okay, yeah. yeah. Now I can see very intense. Yeah, it's a lot. He's a lot. But yeah, it's, it's like I think the best thing in the movie. I think he probably is a lot. I think that's like they're like let's get Bradley Cooper to do his Bradley Cooper thing. <laughs> Just play yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 
Rosie Perez also presenting. I love oh, Rosie cool. Perez. I love her. Those are fun. They're doing some COVID protocols. All the attending nominees and guests have to show proof of vaccination and two negative PCR tests, which I was confused about. Why two? I don't know. Like from different sources or what? Like, can you maybe, walk up? Maybe there's like, false negatives on those. I don't know. Yeah. 12 hours apart or? This is just from Wikipedia, so I don't okay. have details. I didn't get the email oh. about attending <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> I don't know why they get my email. Yeah. You should resend it, please. Swag bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I bet they get the best oh, stuff. And, like, like jewelry like and a, diamonds. Like yeah, they literally get fucking diamonds in their swag bags. Let's definitely keep giving rich people free <laughs> rich people stuff. It's a great idea. Capitalism works. And then there was a thing Denise Offbody were alluding to, fan favorites. Yeah, they have a new category called fan favorite. So they got fans to vote for what they think is the best picture. Oh, the winner gets an Oscar? I don't know. Wow. But I, maybe they get fan something. They is get that a, any movie that came out in 2021? I'm not sure. I just know that I saw there's this fan favorite category and I missed getting to vote. That was the two things I registered. That They closed voting on March 3rd and I was like, damn it. Because the other thing that I could find, I couldn't find out what the movies were, and I think maybe they don't announce it until the Oscars, the fan favorite movie, but there's the Oscar cheer moment, which sounds so sounds fucking so lame, and this is the kind of shit that they're doing instead of showing who won the best editing. Giving these, like, hardworking people the kudos and what was the yeah. <laughs> What was the thing with Glenn Close last year? Yeah, like, she did a song or yeah. something? Oh, that was so weird. Oh my god. It got really awkward last year, I feel like. Yeah, last year was a very awkward. It was a planned bit, and then it was just dumb. Glenn Close, you don't know nothing about doing it. Wait a second. Wait a second. I know that's the butt. That is the butt. I know that. The butt. It was a classic song by the great Washington, D.C. Go Go Band EU. So, yeah, and shout outs to Sugar Bear and the whole the backyard band and the whole DMV. So anyway, Spike Lee, um, you know, had it written for his brilliant movie, School Days. And um, my friends at the Oscars um, missed it and it wasn't nominated, so it couldn't have won, which I think is... A- I know. Wait, who is this for? That was a real who is this for moment. <laughs> right. I think I'm scarred for life just hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's for my stepmother, maybe. Traumatized. <laughs> did you not watch last year, please? I feel like I maybe didn't. I don't know. I was trying to think if I did or not, and I can't remember because COVID times, so yeah. I have no memory. Was that three years well, ago? Thing, was it last year? I don't one know. of the really awkward things last year was they saved Best Actor for the last thing, thinking it was going to be um, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Oh, and then it was yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Who I, wasn't I, there? I, oh, oh yes. yes. I, why he, I did watch last right. year because I remember that. Yeah. And, and like, no. not just the reason that he wasn't there, it's like there were a couple of people on Zoom in locations or something, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to do that. And Steven Soderbergh was the one who produced it. Yeah. Or directed last year and he had a vision and he was like I don't want to do a zoom you can either be in one of these locations or you're not there yeah <laughs> it was like yeah. his say keep one over uh, Anthony Hopkins' say so that's why he wasn't there so then it was like they say mm-hmm. best actor for last thinking it would be Chadwick Boseman and then it was look at Anthony Hopkins and then it's like well he's not here good night everybody that was like, so weird they just showed a picture of him so the nominees for actor are Anthony Hopkins, the father. 
Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Chadwick Bozeman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Gary Oldman, Mank. Stephen Young, Minari. And the Academy Award for Actor goes to Anthony Hopkins, The Father. <clears throat> the Academy congratulates Anthony Hopkins and accepts the Oscar on his behalf. Thank you. <laughs> that was so weird. Well, let's see. Before we do the categories, should we do the in memoriams? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I love to bet about the hammer in the in memoriam, <laughs> which is the last person in the in memoriam segment. As usual, the road to the Oscars is wild. <laughs> when William Hurt first died, I was like, shoe in for the hammer. And then immediately afterwards, some wonderful person was like, oh yeah, remember how he totally abused and literally beat up Marley Matt? when she was 21 years old. She wrote a book about it and everyone was like, oh, what a tumultuous relationship they had. Right, when oh. she was 19 and he was 35, <laughs> yeah. first of all. I, don't know. I also remember before that, he had this very drawn out legal battle with an ex about their child. I remember that being on like the nightly news on TV. Oh, like Jesus, really? Wow. Yeah. But you know, you can be in a drawn out legal battle with an ex-spouse and be a lovely person. True. But it's you, true. Very you know. true. But usually there's only one. <laughs> I don't think two lovely people can be in an ugly yeah. together. Yeah. That tracks. Less that doesn't make sense. That definitely tracks, yeah. Yeah. But I think the hammer will be, I'm always wrong, just so you know, but when we were talking about people, I think it would be Sydney Poitier. That seems right to me. I was 100% confident that it is going to be Betty White until we talked. Now I'm like, oh, maybe Sydney Poitier. I wouldn't be surprised if she was a snub. Really? Yeah, she's TV. Betty? She's TV. It will definitely be a prop bet. Hello? Betty White was in the proposal, one of the best <laughs> films ever made. Maybe it's like if you've ever been in a movie. It's yeah. not always, There's though. There's lots of people. Because Jessica Walter. Oh, yeah. Jessica oh, oh, Walter yeah. was in Play Misty for me, you know? And like, oh, yeah. they love Clint Eastwood. They do love Clint Eastwood. So, I mean, if she was snubbed. They're weird about that kind of stuff. They, they are weird. weird. Luke Perry was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, right. Luke Perry was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which yeah. was one of the biggest oh, movies that right. Yeah, right? That's, he was still snubbed. That is a total snub. Do you ever feel like it's, if somebody dies too close to Oscars, they're like, it's just too late. We already did it. We already made it. <laughs> already put the cut in. The cut, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, done. No, it's in the it's can. It's sorry. It's in the world to put someone's fucking <laughs> still yeah. in a okay. montage. <laughs> If they do it, it's because they don't want to. <laughs> they wanted snub. to do it that way. They wanted yeah. to snub. Somebody who was in charge made an executive decision, which is fucked up. But uh, it happens. But I don't think they'll do that to Betty White. No. Right. We're gonna be but it'll be a prop bet. It'll be yeah. a prop bet yeah. for sure. That's my, I'm for sure picking that box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put lots of points on it. I mean, Charles Grodin, I love Charles Grodin so much. Him. And you tell Sarah that you and I are the best of friends. And we are, aren't we? Shut up. But if you even look at me funny, if you do one thing that I find weird, which is, you know, like your middle name, see, you're doing it right now. Can you just act like a human boy for one minute here? Look at me like a person. You can't do it for more than a few seconds. Look at me like a human boy. Don't mess around with me. You're going to be back on that plane. You understand me? I understand that I love you. All right, all right, all right. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. 
You're saying happy birthday and you're jumping out of the wall and it's scaring me to death and it's some kind of a big joke and I'm supposed to be happy about that. Oh, come on, Mike. Be a good sport. Well, who needs it? Happy birthday. Ha! And I'll tell you something else, too. The same thing goes for Christmas. I mean, I love Betty White so much, but she was... Very old, yeah. All our children were conceived on special St. Olaf holidays. Adam was conceived on the day of the Princess Pig when they had the pig crowning. And Janella was conceived on Hay Day. That's the day we St. Olafians celebrate hay. <laughs> then there was the day of the wheat when everybody came to town dressed as sandwiches. Charlie and I forgot to put cheese between us, and before I knew it, there was Kirsten. And Michael K. Williams might be a snub because he was mostly known for television. Mm -hmm. Yo, so come on, your Omar coming, man. Oh, I think a few snaps. I'm looking at your list. Yeah. I'm curious whether Meatloaf will be at Oh, now. Meatloaf. He was in a movie. He was in a fight. <laughs> I mean, he's in Fight Club. That's like a real movie, movie people. And Rocky Horror. Well, I completely oh, forgot Club. about Fight Club. I was like, Rocky Horror. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot about Rocky Horror. <laughs> Rocky Horror is my first go-to. Totally. Then, and right. then I was like, oh, yeah, also Fight Club. I guess I just feel like the kind of people that do the Oscars are like the kind of people that love Fight Club. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> So there's this category of actor that I feel like is just always themselves in every movie. Mm -hmm. Like you never don't see them because oh, yeah, maybe their star power yeah, is so big. Sure. You always see them. 
And I would say Will Smith is one of those actors. And there was a point in this movie where I stopped seeing Will Smith. Really? Yeah, like I felt like I was just seeing this person and this this character in the movie. It kind of stopped being Will Smith, which to me is like, okay, he transcended his star power. There's a lot. Like his emotional range in this movie is a lot. He's definitely the main character in the movie. I initially had issues with like, why is this movie not about Venus and Serena? Like, why is it about their dad? That kind of annoyed me. But then my friend pointed out that like they were producers on the movie and they wanted the movie to be about their dad. Okay, well, if if that's what you want. But I thought he was really good in that. And I avoided it for a long time. This was one that I wasn't really excited to see. But then I was like, oh, yeah, he should totally win. It was great. I want to see it. I feel like he's going to win. He's been winning awards. It seems like he has a really good chance of winning. And then also the character seems like he was this larger than life father. Did you see that news clip of when some like asshole sports reporter is interviewing? I think it's Venus. Mm -hmm. And he like steps in because the interviewer is being a jerk. Yeah. I know I can beat her. You know you can beat her. Very confident. I'm very confident. You say it so easily. Why? Because I believe it. Cut right here if you don't mind. And let me tell you why. What she has said, she said it with so much confidence the first time. But if you keep going on and on, you Listen, we can't keep interrupting. I mean, if you want. You got to understand that you're dealing with an image of a 14 year old child. And this child going to be out there playing when your old ass and me going to be in the grave. When she says something, we done told you what's happening. You did it with a little black kid and let her be a kid. She done answered it with a lot of confidence. Leave that alone. I just love that clip so much. It's a fascinating character, I think. And he like really made this world where they can do anything. I feel like he's a favorite. If we chalk all the awards that come before this, hasn't he won every one of them? I'm not sure, because now I can't think about it. I think that's true. If he didn't, it would be a snub. Ali, he was Ali, and that was like, uh, he didn't win that year. He got nominated, but he he didn't win. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Denise, about how he has for a very long time just been Will Smith in movies. And I was trying to think the last mm-hmm. time I felt like he disappeared into the role, and it was uh, Six Degrees of Separation. <laughs> <laughs> so long ago. It was a long time ago. That was such a long time ago. I love that movie, the double sided Kandinsky. Love, I fucking love Tom Stoppard. He is really good. He's really good in it, too. I didn't see King Richard. It's on my list. But I really like Andrew Garfield a lot. And I mm-hmm. started Tick, Tick, Boom last night. I didn't finish it. But I got about halfway through. And he is just one of those actors that I fucking love watching. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. I can't even explain it, really. Mm. He just seems like a really nice person. He really throws himself into roles in a fun way. He doesn't seem to be self-conscious about really throwing himself into a role. He's a great dancer. The dancing yeah. in Tick, Tick, Boom was one of my favorite things. He can sing. He's just one of those triple threat actor people that I really like. And he seems really nice. I was kind of skeptical about him as Jim Baker, but he was so good. The voice and like, just like these subtle mannerisms. He seems like he works a lot on the characters and just nails it. Well, both Jessica and Andrew did so much research for that movie. They were both great. Yeah, it was so good. Get in, come on. This fine vehicle with the leather interior and the chrome on the wheels is a gift from God for us to do his work. 
But how can we afford it, Jim Baker? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> I'm Susie Moppet. Are you cute? Well, do you know? Do you know about God, Susie? Oh, I do. Well, God has canceled the claim of poverty and deprivation in our lives, and He has placed all the powers of heaven and the First Bank of International Falls, Minnesota, at our disposal. <gasps> this is the nicest car I've ever seen, Jim. Everything works for good for them that love God. Everything. But you, but you have to have faith in Him. And in me, and in us. Because if, if you don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. Oh, I, I do, Jim. You do? It is also amazing that he did Tick, Tick, Boom. Like, he, he's in two movies this year, and they're both so different. His yeah. character and those are so different. Showers in the kitchen, there might be some soap. Dishes in the sink, brush your teeth to poop and cope. Toilets in the closet, you better hope there's a light bulb in there. Not today! Revolving door roommates, prick up your ears! 14 people in just four years! <laughs> Ed and Max and Jonathan and Carolyn and Carrie. <laughs> David Tim, where Tim was just a guest. Ooh, Tim, Tim, I remember Tim. Tim Barry, Margaret, Lisa, David, Susan, Stephen, Joe, and Sam. <laughs> and Elsa, the bill collector's dream of still is on the lamp. It's got a good range. I liked that movie and I liked him in it for sure. He's one of those actors I think that you see the character. Almost every other actor in this category is an actor where you sort of just see the actor mm -hmm. when they're in a role. Whereas he's one that you do kind of see the character more. Absolutely, I think so too. Also, I feel like sometimes there's some actors who are just so good that even if they're really great in a movie, you're like, like Denzel Washington. Right. Like he was great, but like he's always great. So when, right. when is it a standout performance from Denzel mm -hmm. Washington? You know, like. <laughs> and then something like Macbeth too, where it's like, I mean, how many people have done that role? <laughs> exactly. You'd have to do something really extra special with it to make it exactly. an Academy Award winning performance, I think. Actress in a leading role. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. I've seen three of them! <laughs> wow! I know! <laughs> this is the one where I, you know, I read a lot of the articles of like, who's going to win, who's going to and this is the race where I feel like it's anyone's guess. It kind of is! Yeah. Jessica Chastain is currently the Vegas favorite. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that changes. You have to check the odds <laughs> if you really want to. Well, I don't know if you even want to bet for the Vegas favorite because it's not a big payout. So Jessica Chastain won the SAG award, but Nicole Kidman won the Golden Globe. Interesting. Was it was it split out like was Nicole oh, Kidman like, like a comedy or mm. musical one I'm or? Not sure, I didn't. I, yeah, I just looked that up. I mean, playing somebody iconic like that, I feel like I don't know. Everybody loves Lucy, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. that's. I love Lucy. Yeah, like. <laughs> some deep Hollywood love there. I did not love that movie, and I, I didn't love her in the role. But it is interesting that of the five nominees, three of them are nominated for playing a real person. Yeah, that is interesting. It kind of bugs me a little bit. I was trying to figure out like, why does Hollywood love it? Like, why does the Academy love it when someone plays a real person? I'm like, yeah. is it because it's easier to assess the performance because you right. know what the real person was like, so you have something to compare it to? Yeah. But like, is it more artistically challenging to create a character from a bunch of words on a page and like bring it to life? Mm -hmm. I feel like that to me feels like a more robust 
acting, right. you know, I mean, like I think that's, I think that yeah. it's just, they love shit like that, like when someone transforms, like, when yes. someone's unrecognizable, it's like, yay, yeah. we love that. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of a big deal of why Jessica Chastain is the favorite, I think, is because she really did look, yeah. and yeah. look and sound just like Tammy Faye, like, she yeah. got that laugh exactly right. She was really good. She I, was, I, she was. Yeah. I really liked that movie. She had, um, like, cheek prosthetics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that whole thing of, like, prosthetics. Yeah. Like aging, not that she had an aging thing, but yeah, I mean, I just don't like that in general. That trend of you know, let's have some thirty-five-year-old play Winston Churchill or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> You can't do a fat suit anymore unless it's like for some prestigious thing. Well, because you know? well, like I was just thinking about Colin Farrell in the Batman. I didn't like that. It was yeah. so bizarre. Like, why did why they do Farrell? that? Right. Why is it Colin Farrell? Why didn't they just hire a guy that looks like that? Right. <laughs> Colin Farrell's great. It used to be right. like he's not right for the role because he's too right. handsome. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing, I feel like I have just, I'm just deciding right now where this trend started because it's someone I don't like, but that movie, The Insider with Russell Crowe, who mm -hmm. at the time, he was young, mm -hmm. and it was like, why didn't they just get like an old American guy to do it? That's like, Great I mean, like, <laughs> you, because old people and fat people should not exist, but Hollywood, in their opinion, but they yeah, like to pretend like they great. exist just for fun. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like old men are allowed to exist. It's true. Really old that is true. I don't know. I was just like, I don't really get why this had to be Russell Crowe. You know? <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> but of these movies, even though I love Jessica Chastain, I really love The Lost Daughter. And I love Olivia Colman. I mean, I didn't see the Ricardos, but I don't feel like Nicole Kidman is right for Lucy. I'm just deciding. <laughs> you know, I think that was their angle. Their angle was like, let's get in somebody that you would never imagine would possibly play Lucille Ball. Why? And then <laughs> everyone will just come to see it. Like, you know, did she really pull it off? I read that Lucille Ball's daughter, they had secured Kate Blanchett to mm. play Lucy. Oh and it just didn't work that. out for like scheduling. And she was crushed that, that Kate Blanchett didn't play her. But she ended up being happy with it. But see, oh, I would have loved to I see Kate like Blanchett. Kate Blanchett doesn't look anything like Lucy either, but yeah. she has just such better comedic chops. Like, right. I don't yeah. Like, like, like Nicole Kidman's a great comedic actress. That's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying because she doesn't look like her. Like, as an actress, like, the way she is. She's like a <laughs> Well, let's just get a different blonde Australian. If we can't get yeah, a different that shit, that's kind of what they did. Right. <laughs> like, what do Naomi wants? Now she's also busy. My friends and I watched The Lost Daughter, and we all were kind of like, wished we had our time back. Wow! Oh, that's so shocking. Yeah, we, we were just kind of like, what was that? Like, oh, God, that was... I literally, I was like, put this in my veins. That's <laughs> <laughs> I truly really so loved it also. <laughs> a theory that if you are not a mother, this movie will not resonate for you. I mean, that tracks, right? Yeah, yeah that's probably I mean, what it is. I liked it. I just... I don't... You struggled with it a little bit. I struggled with her character. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about it. We're going to do that one on the next season of Peter Pete. Oh, my God. I'm just like, there's so much that wants to come out of it. I mean, I definitely remember watching it and feeling like this is about motherhood. Mm -hmm. And it's like... I know. Oh, God. It felt so yeah. good. Well, I mean, The Lost know? Daughter is like every woman in that movie is the lost daughter. Yeah. It's not just the uh, daughter. I just like straight up stole that doll. I know. <laughs> I just couldn't. That was weird. <laughs> 
Like, I get the looks yeah. on your faces, but it's like it also made so much sense to me. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything that she like, did in that movie made absolute sense to I me. Me too. I walked away from that movie knowing, like, we're going to talk about the movie, but I just feel like I'm not a mother, so I probably have a different reaction to it. I don't know. We're just confused. That was, like, my takeaway. And at the end, I was like, did she die? Like, what What happened? At the, like, she's just there? I don't know. There was just a lot about that movie where we're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> that is so I mean, I just have some like, It is really funny. I totally feel like I got it. I'm, like, I'm like bathing in the feeling now. Like, this movie made more sense than anything it I've did, ever seen. It did. It feels so like. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. I feel like I could go on. I, I, I want to say Penelope Cruz was amazing in Parallel Mothers. Okay. That I, that's on my list. Really I love Elmodovar. Uh, yeah. I okay. just haven't gotten around to it. It's I, been hard to see. It's like the two that I didn't see in that category, I feel like I know how I feel about them without seeing. I know I wouldn't like being the Ricardos, and I'm sure Parallel Mothers is good. It's like, oh yeah, Penelope yeah. Cruz and Almodovar the great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like a more, almost like a more mature Almodovar. And, and obviously, like, she's his muse, but I thought she was really great the film is really interesting also centers on motherhood yeah he loves writing about his mother yeah, he <laughs> yeah he's working some shit out mm. yeah <laughs> i loved Kristen stewart i think that jessica chastain is gonna win and she was mm. amazing i loved spencer and i loved her as diana i did not like spencer very much i, I was very surprised because i love Kristen stewart and diana and still raising that diana it's, so yeah, i was I totally it's... caught off guard by not liking it yeah i i don't feel like that director is doing the right stuff for him because i really mm-hmm. did not like jackie and i, yeah. I disliked spencer even more than jackie i like, didn't like jackie but i one. and i love kristen stewart i guess i have fondness for diana like i'm not like oh i'm like a diana stamp i mean i like her you know yeah. but i feel like if i watch that movie having no idea who this was about or what you know it's like oh, somehow i never heard of princess diana or something i you know i'd be like okay you're sad about eating dinner you know, like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. just fucking have dinner with family. Yeah. We all have to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In real life, like I have a lot of sympathy for Diana. Right. Like, I'm not like, oh, boohoo, princess. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like with that movie, yeah. vacuum. It didn't do a good job of portraying her struggle. Right. It really relied a lot on people already having context. It relied a lot on that and bulimia. Those were the two things. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great, like, how much she was living in captivity and how she was slowly kind of unraveling inside. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. They did a better job on The Crown, though. The most recent season of The Crown was about Diana and her feeling isolated and the way she was lured in with the promise of a better life and how she turned into a prisoner. They did a really good job on the crown of showing the struggle between spending time with her kids and having time to be herself and how she was totally torn doing the best thing for her kids and they kind of like the best scenes in Spencer I think are the ones with her kids yeah those are the ones that got me like when she took them to McDonald's in the end (laughs) I just love that it's like the crown already did it and they did it really well she won did she win something she was I don't know if she's won anything favorite in the beginning everyone thought she was going to get the Oscar and I think that the Oscar loves a good performance in an otherwise mediocre movie for Best Actress. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. I mean, like, even if the movie wasn't perfect. There were times where I felt like she was a little too much, like she was doing a little too much, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the eyes and the hair. And I was kind of like, ah, 
that. But then if I just said maybe it's camp, then it was like, okay, like now it's good. <laughs> I felt like I was never not aware that she was acting with like capital A. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like she's not that kind of actress at all. Like that's why I like her. I feel like she's usually pretty understated. Mm-hmm. I wonder if a lot of it was because of, well, direction for one thing. Direction can make a... Otherwise, very competent performer do crazy things because the director's not doing a good job asking for what they want. Or they are doing a good job asking for what they want, but it's an unreasonable thing to want. And then I also wonder if it was the accent because the accent was spot on and she gets a lot of commendment for the accent. But when you're doing an accent like that, it's not second nature. Like you really have to think about everything you say. So I wonder if that hampered the performance a bit. So I don't know how to pronounce this actress's name, the actress that played the mom in Belfast. I'm going to show it to you. Maybe you know it. Hi, I'm Katrina Balf. That's oh, an unusual name. <laughs> I would have expected her to be nominated. Yeah. I thought she was really a standout in that film. And then, um, I don't know, are we going to talk about snubs? Yes. Now or separately for this category? Sure, let's talk about it for this category. Well, I mean, I think one person that everybody thought would get nominated was Lady Gaga. Oh. oh, yeah. And she didn't get nominated. So yeah. I've been wondering, like, was it a snub or was it just that people thought these performances were better and she didn't get nominated, you know? I mean, I thought she was terrible. You liked her in that movie. No. I, I, the whole movie is terrible. Like, I read an article that was like, if you go into it thinking of the movie as camp, okay, that completely shifts your spirit. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, this is camp. And she was, like, chewing that scenery to bits. As far as fakes go, they're pretty good. I mean, I'd, I'd buy them. <laughs> Don't be such a cretin. Don't call me a cretin, sweetie. That's not what I said. I asked you not to be one. This is serious. And you're laughing it off. At least it's my name on the mugs, not yours. Our name, sweetie. On Jock. Acting with a capital A. Yeah. It's very campy. And I mean, so I think in that regard, it was fitting for the movie. <laughs> I personally didn't see it as someone that should get nominated for a Best Actress award. Yeah. But a lot of people are talking about it like she was snubbed. So How curious. And she did get nominated for pretty much everything else. Mm. So is that a snub? Like if you get nominated for all the other lead up awards, but not this one? That seems like a pretty that is a snub, yeah. pretty obvious omission mm-hmm. then. Yeah. I feel like historically a lot of times the Oscars do not like a rock star performance. Mm. Like everyone thought Courtney Love was going to get nominated for that oh, yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And Madonna didn't get nominated for Evita, you know? Or for Desperately Seeking Susan. Which is a <laughs> she's like, oh, I love that movie. That movie's good. She's so hot. That is hot. I mean, she's had so peak, many looks. That Madonna. is, absolute that is my favorite Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. yeah. I thought maybe the two women who were in passing, Ruth Nega and uh, Tessa Thompson, that was Tessa a full Thompson. snub. That whole movie got snubbed. It didn't get nominated for anything and it absolutely And Rebecca up. Hall, she yeah. wrote that adaption and did such a beautiful job directing it. I'm really surprised she didn't get like, an adaptation. It was a beautiful movies. movie and nothing. Nothing. It was a snub. And that's a snub, in my opinion. I was it, like, they definitely should have both been nominated. I guess it was a novel in the 20s, but oh, Rebecca really? Hall adapted it. She didn't spend that much time on doing her screenplay mm. adaptation, but I guess she found out later in life that her grandfather was black. It was like a secret, mm-hmm. and knowing that added complexity to the story. It was such a good movie, too. I thought yeah, for it sure good. it was going to be nominated. I really like that one. So Burgess didn't like it because he thought the tone was too... 
regional theater. Oh. <laughs> like how everyone's doing those mid-Atlantic accents. Oh, it was like, yeah, it was too distracting. Know. After all these years, what would it matter if you found out that I was one or two percent colored, hmm? Well, you can turn as black as you please as far as I'm concerned. I know you're not colored. <clears throat> so you dislike Negroes, Mr. Bellew? No, 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 not at all. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much as Nick does for all she's trying to turn into one she won't have them near her not even as a maid have you ever known any Negroes? no, no, no but I do know people who know them and I read about them in the papers of course it's a terrible mess robbing, killing it's sad really John Marini doesn't want to hear about your pet perversions <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bore you, Mrs. Redfield. But I really liked that. I don't know. It was interesting how he thought that was annoying, and I was like all in for the Mid Atlantic. You like that? Though. Yeah, I do really like that. I kind of like it too. I mean, it has like sort of a weird. Woody Allen-y kind of like the mm. fonts. There's like a font that's always oh, used in his. Font, yeah. I don't know. It just reminded me of it. Like it had like that New York. It's vibe. In New York, but a busy New York. Yeah. So this is one of the things I looked up before mm. coming here because Ruth Nega got a nomination for the BAFTA, the Screen Actors Guild, and a Golden Globe oh, yeah. for Best Supporting Actress and did not get nominated for the Oscar. I feel like that's a snub. Oh yeah, her character. That was a fascinating character. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that's supporting. What about Alana Heim? Is that how you say her name? From Licorice Pizza? Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. Good. She's, Clint, yeah. She was really good in that movie. A rock star, though, like you said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was in the band Heim. Oh, okay, yeah. They don't like it. They don't, no, they they don't do like that. That's really interesting. Now I'm going to see that all the time. <laughs> see it everywhere. Yeah. Let's do actress in a supporting role. Ariana DeBus. Or Debus. I think it's Debus. Ariana DeBus. <laughs> West Side Story, Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog, Anjanu Ellis, King Richard, Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter, Judy Dench, Belfast. So who is Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter? The younger version of Olivia Coleman's character. Right! Oh, and she's the girl from I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She was the best part of the movie. In my opinion, for and me. In The Lost Daughter? Yeah, was the best part. I fucking love Olivia Colman so yeah, much. I just... Everything. <laughs> I do too. I love Olivia Colman too. That's what was so like, what is up with this movie? Because I love her. It's like a kind of breakdown that mothers understand. Yeah. yeah. It's She's just having like, a breakdown that we really do. I feel like it makes so much sense. <laughs> like, I don't you know? Like, <laughs> I totally fucking get it. I know. It's great. But Jesse Buckley's really good. She's she's yeah, also she's in Fargo. Yeah, she was really good. This one is the one I think Ariana has been pretty much sweeping everything, so yeah. it would be kind of a shock if she didn't win. Sounds like she was the best thing about West Side Story too. <laughs> That's like, I thought like West Side Story was a perfectly fine yeah. movie. I mean, I like OG West Side Story a lot, and then this was like that, but without anyone in brown face. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it was basically like just West Side Story without the with Puerto Ricans. actual The one thing I appreciated in the movie, besides seeing Rita Moreno and Ariana however you say her last name, her Devis. performance, Devis. <laughs> I did appreciate that they didn't translate any of the Spanish. Yeah. I, I did like that particular choice. That's cool. Yeah. So I've only seen two of the... I mean, I love Kristen Dunn. I didn't see that movie, but... She was terrific in it. She was absolutely one of the best. Yeah, best I, I mean... I thought 
she kind of went really quickly from I married this guy and moved to his ranch and his brother's a jerk to like I'm a raging alcoholic hiding in the alley behind the house drinking an entire bottle of vodka when no one's looking. Yeah. That seemed to happen really quickly. And I thought... I think there was a passage of time that we didn't see. Yeah, maybe there was some passage of time that didn't register. But I was like, that felt like a really abrupt transition. Yeah. But that's not her fault. Like, I'm like, that's not her fault. Yeah. That's like how they <laughs> structured it. That's an editing issue. She did a great job going from like these different extremes and the way she handled it was wonderful. I thought she was really great in that role. She was and her trunk acting was really good too. It felt very natural. When I was little, I, I felt a chill in my spine when I heard the chalk squeak on a blackboard. Oh, Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Merchant, that's who it was. She, she drew chalk stars by our names on the blackboard. I wonder why it was stars she gave us. Why not diamonds? Why not hearts? Why not spades? <laughs> why? I wonder why it was always stars. Because stars are supposed to be unreachable. Yes, but they weren't unreachable because <laughs> she gave them to us. It was like a drunk person trying to pretend like they're not drunk. Right. <laughs> she really got that. I like a good drunk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody in this did a, a good job. You know, it's like there nobody in here where I'm like, eh, I don't know why they're nominated. This is one of those categories where I feel like, I don't know what the Vegas odds are, but I feel like they would consider it a done deal for Ariana. They absolutely do. Vegas is short and it's a, Judy Dench is like the longest shot in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, I was wondering about, yeah. like, has she won an Oscar before? Yes. Judy, oh, yeah. she did. Well, is it for Shakespeare in Love? <laughs> she definitely did win for that. Yeah. She's won a bunch. Oh, okay. The nod to the seasoned actor. Yeah, she doesn't. The old lady in Titanic. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't need that thing. A lifetime um, achievement, essentially. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of going back to the best actress in a leading role. But one thing that I thought was interesting is that not a single actress nominated for a BAFTA was nominated for an Oscar in that category. There was literally no overlap at all. So wow. if you're like, let's wow. see who won these other awards, it's like a completely different list. So that was Joanna Scanlon for After Love, Tessa Thompson for Passing, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci, <laughs> Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza, oh, wow. Renata Rainsve from for The Worst Person in the World, and Amelia Jones for Coda. So there's like literally no overlap. That's wow. wow, that is weird. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. I think the only people that vote on Baptists are Europeans. Yeah. So that's like the European view versus the American right. view. Yeah, it's true. Like a different pool. Do they not have like a supporting actor and supporting? Oh, they do. Ariana won the BAFTA. So also nominated was Jesse Buckley, Anjanou Ellis, but they nominated Katriona Balfi. Hi, I'm Katrina Balfe. From Belfast. She was the mom okay. in Belfast yeah. and the Oscars nominated Judi Dench instead, which was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. They all good. <laughs> How did they decide these things? All right, let's do actor in a supporting role. Troy Kotzer, Coda. He's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched it. I just thought. Oh, it's so good. Really? Okay. Yes. Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. Kieran Hines, Belfast. Jesse Clemens, The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardos. 
This is a rough category. Yeah, I mean, I've seen any of these movies, and so... You saw Coda, Denise? I've seen all of these. Coda is, of the movies I have watched this year, my favorite. Okay. As far as, like, I thought it was good, and I actually enjoyed watching it. Unlike some Oscar movies where you're like, it was good, but it was torture the whole time, you know. I'm surprised like, to hear you say that, you because know. I hadn't watched it because it seemed like it'd be torture. But oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful, and I think it's it's got a little bit of, like, a comedy edge. It's a little bit oh, hard. Sell and like the Oscars hate that, right? Like, yeah. But but I loved it as a viewer. I thought it was super great. Everyone in the movie was great. And Troy Kotzer, I think, is the first deaf actor ever nominated in oh. this category. But he won. Something. He won the SAG. He won I the think SAG. he was and the I first deaf yes. actor to win. And Molly um, Madeline won best actress. Oh yeah. Actress. 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 Yeah. In this movie, she plays his wife. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's like the mom. It's it's a really cool story. And CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults. Right. And so it's about a girl in a family where her parents and her brother are all three deaf. And she decides she wants to sing. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting. A little bit of a coming of age story, but with an added layer of doing this activity that your family can't really participate in or like in it. it's it's just interesting and good and wonderful and you totally feel like I'm in it with this family you know highly recommend two thumbs up awesome well, I will definitely check it out on your recommendation he's my one that I want to win because I liked the movie so much and he's really good in the movie um, I did think Cody Smith McPhee was really good Troy Kotzer is definitely the favorite in Vegas oh that's cool I feel like earlier on it was Cody Smith McPhee which yeah. was the favorite so that seems to have Shifted. Yes, and that was even before the yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Solomon Giorgio had a really good tweet about it, which was like, no white person just says something like this without having been thinking it for years. Right. She's mm-hmm. probably going to walk it back and say, I was just in the moment drunk or whatever, but it's yeah. like, no, you don't just come up with those ideas. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I think Sam is a B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. On the red carpet, and the internet was like, go Jane Campion! And then the next day it's like, oh god, Jane Campion. <laughs> just because you're a good director doesn't mean you're a nice person. So I don't really follow tennis. Obviously, I am aware that both Venus and Serena are phenomenal, amazing, also smart businesswomen, cool people. But when I watched King Richard and you see everything Venus goes through trying to be a tennis player right. and the racism that it's she's encountering in it, you know? yeah, I mean, it really like negates white. a lot of the challenges that they had to overcome right. for Campion to say something like that. Yeah. Even if it were true that they don't have to play against men. It's, right. Still was a really just a negating right. kind of statement. Like it was they, unacceptable. It was all of the and media is filled with men having judgments about them constantly. Yes, and constantly. interviewers, sports interviewers, a lot of sports interviewers are men. It's just say. such an insane just, thing coaches to say. Coaches and agents and yeah. yeah, the people who are working for whatever it was, like Coca-Cola that wants to sponsor or not sponsor. I mean, yeah, it's like all men. Right. Or even like what they can men. wear on the court, you know. Yeah. I oh. mean, even Anna Kornikova oh. got like right judgments from men so when she yeah. Yeah. Even white women in tennis get get shit. Like, yeah. So I don't know that much about tennis either, but I know that exactly. I know that what she said is 
so untrue it's ridiculous yes i mean it's just sort of like just i hey girls i want to take you down right and why there's no need at all no fucking need at all (laughs) she was taken down by sam elliott and then like trickle down of like asserting her superiority again or something like that (laughs) take it on someone right yeah trying to you think you're the goat but that's just among women. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like, what yeah. the fuck? It was bad. Yeah. yeah. It was really bad. Way to yeah. sum it up. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. That was I, really bad. I thought when the voting was... I thought it was over. It was over. Yeah. I was like, well, what it says in Vegas is probably going to happen. But now that I know that the voting is not over, she absolutely shot herself in the foot with that. Yeah. So there was no fucking question. So it's that's going to be a whole different conversation. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, get to that, one. that movie is just <laughs> yeah. a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. I have to say, exciting. I'm semi-serious here, since we're still talking technically about actor in a supporting role. <laughs> Thank you for bringing yes. that My back. best actor in a supporting role of 2021. <laughs> Egregiously over looked is Jamie Dornan. Oh, yes. Star. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was so good. I Jamie know. Dornan in which movie? In Marvin Star. Oh, I never saw that. <gasps> you have got to know. see it. Oh it's God. so good. Wait it's like my now. favorite movie of last it's, year. It's my it favorite movie of last year. Wow. And just that he is funny and charming and sexy and sings. You know? and sings and dances. Oh, real ass wow. banger. Yeah. And that he ripped his shirt off and it wasn't a tearaway shirt, but he just thought he should rip it off. Because <laughs> I watched that movie with the commentary. Yes. That's how I <laughs> yeah. got it. I know. That's, really, that's why he has trouble doing it. <laughs> he is so perfect. He's so, so good. I feel like that's a stub. I know. That's one of my snubs for, I don't know, anything. That's I my mean, snub for Best be. Picture, obviously. Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Original Screenplay. Everything about this. Movie, right? Barbara Stargate of the Silmar so is just okay, so You will love that movie. It doesn't have to be a to love that movie. If he had been nominated for so Belfast, good. I don't think I would have batted an eye and been like, well, that's a surprise. Like, huh, he's yeah. really good in that movie. He's a very good actor. He usually yeah. does extremely serious stuff, but he's <laughs> very capable of being Barbara so Star, But I'm a fan for life. Jamie. Okay. That oh, but did I talk about again. Jared Leto? No. Um, oh, he was also one of the, he was like the best thing in House of Gucci. That's, I know, that's what I yeah. was saying. Yeah. Like but it was an accident. Like, he was the best thing in House of Gucci. Because but the rest was so bad. To no credit of his own. Like, he was literally doing the Mario voice. He's doing a Mario. Stop, you're going to make me. You're going to make me cry. Nobody has ever said that to me. Nobody. Uh, Paolo, why don't you have your own line? These are just mock-ups. I can't afford to get serious. With your gift and your talent and your vision. Are you kidding? Gucci needs no blood. Goodbye, 1930s. Hello, 80s. Ah, you took your words right out of my guts. He's like, it's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, he was unrecognizable. But I know it's again, this is we that thing that. where it's he like that doesn't necessarily mean good. that it's good acting. Yeah. But it was he was very entertaining. I mean, I'm definitely not gonna see this movie if when he's 
sobbing to his dad. Oh, like yeah. Al Pacino. I just thought that was so funny. Al Pacino and him crying on each other's shoulders. Yeah. And- I mean, the whole movie was over the top and he was super over the top, but kind of like the comedic relief. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was the only entertaining part, really, because yeah. he was so funny, but not intentionally. And I was so conflicted the whole time because I hate him so much. He's one of my absolute <laughs> yeah, favorite actors. I despised. Again, like to me, Bradley Cooper was the best thing in Licorice Pizza. It was the best thing about that movie wow. for me. So you are <laughs> not selling it for me at all. Right. Oh my goodness. It, it, it kind of meandered a lot for me. That movie was very meandery. It's a very like coming of age slice of time, mm-hmm. which I think can sometimes feel meandery. So to me, it felt like a little random, a little meandery, a little unfocused. And then Bradley Cooper shows up and it's just suddenly in very sharp focus and you're super engaged. You know, it was like my attention starting to wander and then it was like, oh, wow, what is happening? This is super interesting and weird and, you know, and then sort of starts to wander again. Huh, okay. I'm not necessarily saying that he deserved a nomination for that, but just thinking about standout performances for me of, you know, it was really good. There's certain ones where it's like, I couldn't tell you what I think is going to win or what I think should win. Certain categories. Usually you're yeah. like, oh yeah, it's definitely this one. And I mean, and I'm always at a loss for film editing because I have no idea like what's entailed in that. So I don't know how to tell whether it's good or bad. Oh, um, yeah. But, you know, like cinematography, it's like, well, I don't know. It's all really good. Yeah. But I do feel like Cruella should win for costume design. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I really liked that. I was very yeah. surprised at how much I did not expect to like it at all. Yeah, and I ended up loving it. And then I watched it once by myself. And then I was like, Lula, you have to see this. My daughter I was like, you have to watch this movie. And she really liked it. The fashion is like a character in the movie. Yes. I feel like. And the soundtrack is also super good. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. Great fashion. I watched a 10 minute behind the scenes of Tammy Faye and they had a segment on the hair and makeup Mm -hmm. for that movie. They did such a good job with her makeup. It was crazy. I didn't know she had permanent makeup. The liner. Yeah. I didn't know that either. (laughs) I did know that because I watched it on The Surreal Life. That's what I was going to say. That like most of what I know about her, I know from watching Surreal Life and her little friendship with Ron Jeremy. <laughs> that <laughs> they was were the so interesting. Yeah. Who I'm... else was on that season? So, Because there's another season where it's Vanilla not... Ice and Erica Strava. Is that the same season? I think it's the same season. They were like another little odd couple friendship. Yeah. I and just kind remember of the whole thing with the karaoke <laughs> and people like want him to sing Ice Ice Baby and he's like, no, and he's all angry and then Erica Strava's like, these people love you for this movie. And then he does it. He has this big breakthrough and he's not angry anymore or something. Oh, you know, was like a big... That was really great. That show was pretty good, actually. <laughs> it was really good. That season was really good, too. And also because everyone was like, Ron, Jeremy, and Tammy Faye, how are they friends? This is weird. But they were like friends. And then even after the show ended, they stayed friends. Nice. It makes perfect sense to me because (laughs) Tammy Faye did not judge people. Like, she really didn't. I'd seen the documentary, too, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm -hmm. She really practiced what she preached more than any professional Christian that I've ever known. Right. She absolutely was like, well, Jesus said, love everybody, so that's what I'm going to do. And, I mean, she was the only one who really did that. Yeah, well, her husband certainly didn't. No, not at all. He was not a good person. That was my one qualm with that movie was that I feel like Andrew Garfield made him too (laughs) likable. I feel like he was 
was likable and then he suddenly wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like it was like he's likable, he's likable, and then he kind of starts to change and then he becomes unlikable. Yeah. Which was maybe that was an arc he was creating for the character. Maybe Jim Baker was always unlikable. I don't know. I remember vaguely what happened with them. Maybe I was too young to care or I was in college and worried about my own life or something. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really pick up that much about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like most of what I know about her is from watching Surreal Life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to directing. The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion. <laughs> West Side Story, Steven Spielberg, Belfast, Kenneth Branagh, Drive My Car, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Licorice Pizza, P.T. Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson, it says Right. <laughs> That's his name. And who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? I know. I yeah. think it won't be Jane Campion anymore. So no. I haven't seen any of these. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we watched we Drive, Drive My, my car. car. What did you think of Drive My Car? I mostly liked it, but there is no reason for this to be three hours. You know? <laughs> I, I don't object on principle to something being three hours, but this did not need to be three hours, you know? I could have easily cut an hour out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And There's it would still be atmospheric. And yeah. yeah, anyway. Well, it's called Drive My Car, but do we need to see them driving and not talking? I don't know. We, we do. <laughs> I think maybe just the parts where they're driving and there's dialogue. And you could even do like a super cut of Should I Play the Tape? Right. Not like yeah. you don't have there's to have so many things. scenes of them driving in silence and then Should I Play the Tape? Maybe just once and then we get the point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I loved the end of it, mm-hmm. and it really got me at the end. The woman driving the car has a very complicated relationship with her mom, and that really mm-hmm. hit home for me. Yeah, I liked that. I liked like the parallels between their stories mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, I really liked the stuff about his wife, the sort of unpacking of all of that, that his wife bucked around constantly, but also that he doesn't doubt her love for him. They lost a child together, and it's really kind of a funny thing when the young guy who doesn't like to get his picture taken, right? Like, oh, yeah. And, like, Bruce and I were joking, like, we keep it like, I just killed the guy or something, and then that's really And that's happened. really what happened. I was like, no, we just beat him up. And it's like, no, nope. we definitely yeah, did not. Oh, my God. I knew that, like, yeah. right when he came back to the car. I was like, oh, God, this went badly. That was, that character and was... Now like, nice. I was waiting for the police really, to like come yeah. after them and like pull them over. Like, right. that guy. Like, that was real quick, whatever he mm. did. And I thought there was a lot of so much interesting stuff going on in that movie. Also, so interesting doing this play where everyone's speaking a different language yeah. and one person's doing sign language. It's like, yeah. what a strange way to do a play. And then all the scenes where it's like the play within the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And I liked it and I thought it was a little long. I felt like people really, really loved it. And I was like, I don't think I like really, really loved it like I wasn't like oh my god it was amazing you know it was good I think if it had been two hours I would have really really loved it yeah I think that's what kept me from really loving it was that it just was too long it was so wild we were watching for so long and then all of a sudden there's the we're like are these the opening credits (laughs) oh really yeah yeah. it has a long opening yeah you just assumed it was you know not everything has opening credits and then (laughs) all of a sudden there's like Japanese words on the screen and we're like what is that supposed to be oh wait Yeah. That's how you know the movie's gonna be really long when like the tidbit they give you before the opening credits is a half hour long. Yeah. Proportional <laughs> to the rest of the movie. Yeah. I feel like that one is a contender if Cam 
champion has knocked herself out of this race. It kind of is, because looking at the other options, I just don't see a reason. I mean, I could see Steven Spielberg just because I feel like his buzz has come up a little bit. And it just came back on HBO Max and people shared that one crazy long shot. You know, people Mm -hmm. love a long shot. If the thinking is, well, now I can't give it to Jane Campion. It's going to be a whole thing. And it's like, well, he's a safe bet. I don't think he's won since Schindler's List, right? Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I know that I'm in the minority on my opinion of West Side Story. So I didn't think it was that great. Also, again, it's just Spielberg being Spielberg. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great Spielberg. It was just Spielberg. I'm not a big Spielberg fan in general. I'm not either, but I appreciate like a competent filmmaker. He's very technically accomplished. Right. Right. Whereas, you know how sometimes people, like the one we say the most is Tim Burton, how it seems like he literally just forgot how to make a movie. You see his early stuff and then his later stuff is like, what? I maybe got a little self-indulgent. I mean, I appreciate your point about if people are like, well, now I can't vote for Campion, then they might be like, well, I didn't see this movie, and they might go for that. I mean, I feel like I would probably choose Belfast. I'd choose Brana if I were going to do that. I thought that was going to be a big sweep kind of movie. I've not seen it, but... I can see him winning. It does seem to have all the elements that they like. It's like based on his wife, but it's also about the troubles. It's in black and white. It's in black and white. Right. I love that it's shit. shot from the kids' perspective, so the cinematography is nice. It's interesting too, because usually I feel like the stuff that they love is stuff that's about Hollywood. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there's nothing yeah. that's really about Hollywood, so it could be. Oh, well, Liquid Pizza kind of, is yeah. LA. That's yeah. grounded yeah. in like 70s LA, so they might get a little touch of the nostalgia and yeah. feel like they want to vote for that. But I mean, I feel like they love stuff that's about movies and yeah. movie making and that. But if Belfast is about Kenneth Brown's childhood, then maybe they'll see that as like Hollywood adjacent. <laughs> like a the deep origin cut, yeah. story. <laughs> Best picture. Best picture nominees are The Power of the Dog, <laughs> Belfast, Coda, West Side Story, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Dune, Drive My Car, Don't Look Up. And Nightmare Alley. I didn't watch Don't Look Up, but I'm sure I hate it. I hate Adam. I mean, okay, so here's my thing about Don't Look Up. First of all, I can just tell I would hate it. I can tell you would also. Yeah. <laughs> but Big Short is like one of my most hated movies ever, so I don't think I would ever watch it. Oh my gosh! Okay. I don't think I would I, ever watch I it. I work in foreclosure movie. prevention, so that movie was like inside baseball for me. So, so I, I, I mean, but that well, actual my dad content. was like yeah. a Wall Street guy. My dad was yeah. for Lehman Brothers. I mean, I had ties to it. I felt like it was so condescending, and one of the many things I hated about that movie is I feel like it's very designated hero. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the story of this thing that happened. And look, Christian Bale's character figured out a way to personally profit from it. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like, oh, all these Wall Street guys, like, they should have been arrested. They should have gone to prison. But this guy made a bunch of money on it because he predicted it would happen. Isn't that the greatest? What? I'm like offended by like the premise and the carryout of that movie. Here's what happened and here's who I decided are the bad guys and here's mm-hmm. the good guy. The guy who saw it coming and figured out a way to personally profit from it. Right. I feel like Adam McKay's whole vibe is woke frat boy. Yeah, I can see that with all the political (laughs) stuff he's done. Um, I mean, Anchorman isn't my thing, but I thought that was a fine movie. And I thought Other Guys was actually like really I enjoyed Other Guys. Bobby kind of volleys. (laughs) (laughs) I think the whole thing is like you learn to dance sarcastically. (laughs) 
But now it's like, it's my responsibility to teach you guys stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought Don't Look Up was just too heavy handed also. I, mean, I assume it was. I mean, yeah. I, I practically feel like I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much yeah. discourse and I feel so strongly about him and his way. I feel like I'm neutral on that. I actually feel like this could have been a year where they did just five pictures. But <laughs> it does, and one of them like should have been Barb and Star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Zola, though, for sure. Yes. Oh, Zola. Actually, this is a good time to mention that. That's a snub for Best Picture for me. Also, actually, honestly, Best Director and Best Adapted Screenplay. And I think Taylor Page could have gotten nominated for Best Actress. And Riley Keough could have been nominated. Supporting yeah, and I feel like both Taylor Page and Riley Keough are underrated in general. That ruled. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. Taylor Page did win an independent spirit award, at least, for best female lead. So she got one accolade. Also, I feel like Lost Daughter I would put in best picture. Yeah. A bunch of these that I didn't see, but I can say I've still yeah. decided. For sure better. over Don't Look Up, which I did see, for sure replace Lost Daughter for Don't Look Up. I liked Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I liked Nightmare Alley uh, too. But I don't know. I'm honestly very surprised to see it. And it is the longest of long shots. Nightmare yeah. Alley in Vegas is like, if that's, if that paid out, you're retired. You're foreclosed. Are the odds longer for that one than any of the other ones? Yes. Yeah, the that makes sense. Longest. I was surprised to see it nominated, but it was a good movie. I I was into it. It held my attention. Sometimes that's the bar. That's not a given. I felt emotionally caught up in what was happening. I was like, no, what are you doing? Dummy, <laughs> don't do it. He is a big dummy. And yeah. in fact, I wasn't even sure I was on board with it until Kate Blanchett's reveal scene toward the end. I was like, okay, this movie rules just for this alone. Like, yeah. She's so fucking fantastic in that scene. She's great. If I rewatch that movie, it'll just be that scene. <laughs> and then the ending, I was like, okay, now that you've revealed the ending, I get it. And I get the journey. And Yep. It was very noir. It was done well. I liked it. The movie leading up to that, I was like, I want any other character in this movie to be the lead. I was like, why are we following this fucking boring guy? He's <laughs> talking to all these cool people, and then we just follow him away from the interesting person. But it made sense in the end. If we all agree that Power of the Dog hey. is now in the doghouse, so to speak. <laughs> I think so. You know, who's going to take Best Picture now? Right. Yeah. My heart belongs to Coda. Mm-hmm. If I were voting my heart instead of saying, like, here's what I think is going to win. I don't know why Don't Look Up is here. It's not bad. I think but... Adam McKay yeah. whining on Twitter about, like, if you don't like this movie, it means you don't care about climate change. Oh, you know? That's a, it's absolutely not correct. <laughs> I'm the Kubrick of this generation. See, like it's just like habit. Sometimes they nominate things out of habit. Like, oh yeah, this actor, they've done great things in right. the past, so now we're nominating everything they ever do. Or it's, it's like that not... thing about climate change. Like they definitely. I think he successfully campaigned. Yeah. You have to like this movie, mm-hmm. or you don't care about climate change. Yeah, like the campaigning is tainting the legitimate vote of this was the best movie or this was right. the best yeah. performance. I always think about. David Lynch rented a cow and a billboard <laughs> for Laura Dern for Inland Empire. And it was never going to work. Like, I feel like there was so much to that. It wasn't just, I'm going to try to campaign for Laura Dern because I love her. It was also an art piece on its own. Right, <laughs> yeah. The shit you have to do to get noticed for the Academy. Right. I feel like Dune, to me, is not a best picture, but it's visually... I mean, I do love a genre picture, and I think genre pictures should be nominated for Oscars more than they are. I don't know. I don't think it fits. 
I don't think enough happened. It's a part of a, I don't think it's a trilogy, but there's going to be two. I think it's two. Maybe Dune 2 will be. <laughs> It'll be like, like how Lord of the Rings, like they mm-hmm. saved it all for the last Lord, one. Yeah, like, this is basically the reward for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, yeah. I do think that the Candyman remake was a snub. Oh, uh, maybe not for best picture, but for best director or best screenplay, that would be good. But they snub horror movies mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, but sure. I thought that was such a good movie and also went beyond the genre of horror being a social commentary movie. Yeah. I feel like horror is almost always social commentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that movie, Titan, which I mm-hmm. have not seen, but that one also has a really unique script. It's really different. The performances are supposed to be great. Cinematography is supposed to be great. And also it won the Palme d'Or. Well, I've seen the trailer and it looks just like a visual feast at the very least. Like it yeah. will be so fun to watch. And super different, like a way different plot than anything I think we've ever seen. So that I love could that. be one that could have gotten <laughs> nominated but didn't. Gosh, maybe King Richard or Coda or Belfast are possibly the top options here. Maybe Drive My Car. My prediction, I'm going to say director will be Steven Spielberg and then Drive My Car will be Best Picture. Or Belfast. Yeah. It'll be just like uh, with Saving Private Ryan where he got director but then not Best Picture. Yeah. (laughs) They don't do that anymore. It used to be a shoe win, it seemed like, but now it's it's been different. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this changes everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi will have like a Bong Joon Ho night. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. I still see yeah. the picture of everyone who else someone throws up Bong Joon-ho holding all his Oscars and that's so great. I fucking okay. love it. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I feel like people really loved Parasite. Parasite had more momentum going than Drive My Car does. Mm-hmm. It had a big Oscar campaign. That is very important. It is. Drive My Car was also nominated for International Feature Film. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Folks might do a thing where they're like, okay, well, like, let's give yeah. it that one and then do something else for Best Picture. Right. right I totally forgot. Was picture. Parasite... In both categories as well? And I think one both categories. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's this great movie from Bhutan called Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom. I just watched that the other day, and that was one of those ones that was a joy to watch. Didn't feel like homework. Flea was also really good. Flea is nominated as documentary feature, animated feature, and international feature, because it's animated and a documentary. What's it international. It is the story of a man who was a child refugee from Afghanistan and ends up in Moscow and and it's sort of the story of his family as refugees. And then he ends up in somewhere in Europe, <laughs> he ends up in Europe. But it's him being interviewed by somebody as an adult telling the story. And in most of it, he's saying, like, I've never told anybody some of this. Oh, wow. Like, I buried a lot of this and repressed a lot of it. And it's a harrowing story. Everything that they had to go through. Be human trafficked from Moscow to Europe. I mean, just everything oh, that they wow. had to deal with was really gut-wrenching. And I like the decision to animate, too, because that kind of pill a little bit. Yeah, and it's, you know, like some of the scenes that he's describing as his memories, it's like they sort of show them being narrated by him telling the story as they're showing the animated version of it. But it's really well done. It's an amazing story. His family is scattered around Europe now because they all sort of ended up in different places because they didn't have money to go all together, so they'd send, like, sort of one person at a time. Mm-hmm. I feel 
feel like even if you are a person who's sympathetic to how traumatic the refugee experience could be, this to me was much more like details about what the trauma is than I had ever thought of before. It's quite powerful. And also you're like really rooting for this guy that's telling the story too. That's awesome. Yeah, I liked it a lot. All right. Well, okay. Are there any other snubs to end this thing? I think the opposite of a snub is something I'm glad it did not get nominated that we don't have to see a bunch of that movie, Annette. Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. For a while, like a bunch of people were talking about Annette. It was like, oh my God. I could not. I watched like I couldn't get very far from that movie. It was real bad. That's a good point. I really hated that movie. Oh, the Adam Driver one. Who <laughs> were that opening song that's just like, let's start the show. It's the star or something. Right? Oh. Like, that was the worst opening number. I it ever really saw. was. The songs were terrible. So may we start? What I watched of it was fucking terrible. I did not see Respect, but a friend of mine who did felt Jennifer Hudson should have been nominated Mm. for playing Aretha Franklin. And also, you know, Hollywood loves when you play a real person. They do. Right. Yeah, that's surprising. We already gave Jennifer Hudson. We already gave Jennifer Hudson. Girls, it's the same thing. They do have that attitude. It's weird. Especially if it's like a woman of color. I feel like it's simply in general. They want to spread them out. Have any of you seen The Tender Bar? No. Mm -mm. That's one of the ones that was sort of on my long list before nominations really came out. Everybody was talking about that it would be nominated, that Ben Affleck might get nominated Uh, for his performance in that. Wasn't a famous actor the director too? Looking it up right now. Oh, it's George Clooney. Oh, yeah. He, like... He's actor, for sure. He was, like, nervous about having Ben Affleck act in a bar because he was an alcoholic or something. Yeah. Some articles and stuff are talking about that movie being one that people were surprised didn't get nominated and that Ben Affleck could have been nominated but wasn't. I I might have to watch that. He's my secret love. Not very secret. George Clooney? No, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Why would you have to keep George Clooney a secret? I think original song, Ariana Grande co-wrote a song for Don't Look Up that's kind of, like, a big deal in that movie and I mean obviously not every song in every movie gets yeah. nominated if they were trying to attract a younger crowd to watch the Oscars yeah. right but I think it's like a that joke it's a like a joke song is the problem yeah what he's really trying to say is get your head out of your ass listen to the goddamn qualified They yeah. take themselves very seriously. If you ever feel like just watching a couple minutes of that, like you could watch Ariana Grande because she's really funny in it. Yeah, I love that. I and might watch like just... Those scenes. were the best parts. Yeah. I love Timothy Chalamet in it. Kate Blanchett, who I fucking love so much, like I didn't even like her part that much because like she was too Fox News. They did weird stuff to her face. I was just like, no, this is too inculture. I hate it. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet was in three Oscar-nominated movies, right? He was in Dune, yeah, Dune, he was in Don't Look Up, and he was in... Yes, another 
snub for real. He was in French Dispatch. Oh, oh my yes. God. Yes. French oh. General. That movie was so good. Yeah, I don't mean him. Yeah. <laughs> Why not screenplay at least? Great. Directing would have been a good one. Directing would have been a good picture. That was one of my favorite movies that I watched. That was the third one where I was like, what was the third movie he was in? Was <laughs> yeah. Because it was yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Do you like Wes Anderson in general? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. my favorite Wes Anderson. I think, yeah. like, you know, it was like the three distinct stories, and there was one story that I kind of started to lose interest, and I was like, oh, this is taking a long time. And then one story that I liked, and then one that I was kind of like, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I love him. I love, like, mm -hmm. everything he does. But I would put that, like, top three Wes Anderson. Like, I love Really? Him. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that it didn't get nominated because, I mean, even just for like production design. Yeah. Right? Like, if you were to do nothing else with Wes Anderson, you have oh to acknowledge the production I design. Know. I was like, I want to go back to college so I can decorate a dorm room with French <laughs> dispatch posters. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I had so much French dispatch merch. I love it. <laughs> it was one of the ones that I watched before the nominations came out. So it was like on my long list and I mm -hmm. kind of started. So I watched Passing, I watched French Dispatch, and then was like, what? What do you mean they didn't get nominated? It's very surprising. <laughs> Love to do that though. Let's learn about the snubs. To end this, let's go around and say what is the one person or movie that you're rooting for the most? Oh. Um, Even if it's a long shot. Okay. I guess Olivia Coleman because I just really loved that movie. And I love her. I mean, yeah. I'm really rooting for Jessica Chastain. <laughs> We're against each other. <laughs> I loved her in that movie. That's Great. what I'm writing for. <laughs> Coda. My heart belongs to Coda on my little sheet where I keep track of everything. I have a little heart next to it. Like, yeah, that movie was delightful. And so anyone that has anything to do with Coda, the <laughs> screenplay, the acting, the whatever, I'm rooting for them. I also feel Olivia Coleman in The Last Daughter. I just want any nod yeah. to that movie. Yeah. I'd be very happy. That movie really... Yeah. <laughs> I know. When I, I was like, how did you watch this movie? <laughs> I, I mean, it was hard for me to I feel like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Yes, thank you, Denise. Thanks for having thank me. You. Thank you. So and I'd love to have you back for our next season. Yeah. We'll talk about it off the pod, but thank you so much for If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, Please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid in Puke is hosted by Annie Malone, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod, on Instagram at Paid in Puke Seattle, and on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.